0: 1 Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not
1: feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hello everybody, welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. And with me is Jason Presswell. Uh, I've invited him here to help me out today uh, to lay out a picture of what life in Korea looks like. So uh, rather than have me just sit and drone on by myself, this format will be much richer and obviously a lot more fun for me and for everybody. So um, before I offer you his incontestable credentials as to being an expert on our topic, I'm going to offer like a personal note. Jason is my closest friend, and uh, you know we're we're in daily contact about everything between life and work and and whatever else. And uh, he always challenges me to become better. And we've grown together since two thousand two when I first met him. At that time, Um, it's also uh, I'm gonna if I have a chance now publicly to thank him for his work (laughs) on the show. Um, You know, I'm not the most tech savvy guy, and putting together a production like this is is a was quite intimidating to me and and generally is, but I'm doing very well. And whenever I run into problems, I always had him. He would either know the answer or be able to figure it out. And I just got to say thank you so much for all that. It's unreal. Tech support on the case. Indeed. (laughs) So um, now, uh, so let's establish now, we've done that. Let's establish your cred as an expert on all things Korea. So um, Jason first came to South Korea in 1999 to teach English in the city of Pegu. He knew next to nothing about the country, but was ready for a change in his life. What started as a one-year contract turned into a 20-year adventure, and counting. After realizing you can't learn Korean by osmosis, Jason started to study the language during his second contract. Through several years of self-study, he became fluent enough that now, all of his communications with his wife is done in Korean. Think about that one. After about six years of teaching, he co-founded a recruiting business to help introduce native English speakers to teaching jobs at both public and private schools here. The global financial crisis in 2008 changed the landscape of the industry, and due to a lack of jobs in North America, there was a sudden surplus of teachers wanting to come here, and for the first time, supply outstripped demand. Demand. So, in 2010, it was time to move on. Next came Traveler's Bar and Grill, an expat bar located in the suburbs of Seoul, uh, which Jason was the owner and manager of, and uh, and we all have a lot of memories of travelers. Uh, eventually, the team opened two more locations in the cities of Daegu and Daejeon. The bar ownership life lasted for six years, and while it provided some of the mo- best memories he's had in Korea and many other people, it is also a cyclical business and a lifestyle that's difficult to sustain while still valuing health, and you know we're all about integration on this show. Currently, Jason does one-on-one communication classes with executives at companies such as Samsung and presentation courses at Seoul National University Hospital. All right, JC. So while you are already earned credits as a production and content manager on the show, I'm very excited to have you as a guest on Mr. Brightside. So thanks for giving your time today and helping
0: us out. Uh, Happy to be here. (laughs) And the the pressure is on now, building me up as the, the expert here, but... I mean I've been around for a little while and I've been able to gather some kind of some kind of knowledge and hopefully it'll help people to get a better picture of what we're what we're doing here and uh, what the last 20 years has been like
1: and that's just it that's what I'm saying to people though you know I mean I want to remind everybody before we start though too that this is like I mean this is only one perspective although we we do have you know 40 years between us about, you know, in the country, right? Uh, we have a lot of experience and certainly a lot of insight being married as we are. That's a lot different experience than some people get. But it's still, at the end of the day, just one perspective. And if you had a third uh, foreigner in here, right, give, offering up, they might have a completely different view of what of what we're talking about. So I just want everybody to take that as yeah. we go. We have to keep that in mind. But, it's our experience. But, yeah, but seriously. But, I mean, I think uh, our cred is pretty is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> You know, and, and I, I've been uh, young and single in Seoul and young and single in Daejeon, young and single in the in country suburb uh, where I met my wife and pre-marriage there. And, uh, and ultimately, I've lived in the, the suburbs married for the last 10 years. So where have you lived? Uh, just uh, the quick yeah. rundown.
0: Okay. So the first year I was here was in Daegu. That was the first place that I arrived in. And that was 99. I did a year there. And then after that year, I went home for a couple of months. That's when I kind of decided, okay, I think I'm going to actually do this for a little bit longer. But at that time, I was 99. Debut was not, uh, like there's not much going on as far as Western amenities. Yeah, like there's no time. cheese. There's no, <laughs> there's no, there's, you know, the, the Western restaurants was like the Pizza Hut and McDonald's and Burger King and that was about it, right? But the Holy Land was Seoul, right? There was a lot more going on there. So anyway, so the second year I came back which was after a couple of months after my first contract it was in Seoul and Seoul was several years then I did a year in Daejeon we were there at the same time Mm -hmm. Uh, after Daejeon spent some time back in Canada and then came back to Daegu and spent a couple more years in Daegu and then after that went back to Seoul couple more years in Seoul, and then finally moved out to the Pundang area, which is like a suburb of Seoul, yeah, just outside, uh, and that's where, you know, that's where the, the bar was, that's where Travelers was in Pundang, and so I lived around that area, now I live a little bit outside of that area, but it is kind of the same, same kind of suburbs of Seoul for people who are not, you know, familiar yeah. with the area, right. like about, you know, Half an hour to forty minutes outside of Seoul, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Small now in a small kind of quiet area. Went from the big cities life right. to yeah, small kind Fort of. but yours is
1: it's small, but then it's right there is Pundang, which is yeah. just happening. And yeah. like, and you know even these places that are suburbs of Seoul are just happening places, like like busier than anything we've ever experienced in Canada. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah. For sure. So
1: here's here's what I'm gonna gonna go for. Like I think what we'll do is I've got a bunch of listener questions, so yeah. I, I I requested. Uh, questions and listeners answered. So I've got a bunch of them. I think we'll just kind of follow along down a few of them and then use uh, – group them and then kind of take use that to, to uh, branch off into some things I want to ask you. So I'll get – yeah. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. That's what we're all about here. All right. So uh, one listener asked, one thing I really want to know is do they really consider people who wear like a regular size here, like a woman who would wear a size 12, do they really think of them as fat? <laughs>
0: Wow! (laughs) But we'll we'll start there. It's going to get somewhere. But how would you answer that? We're going to to uncomfortable land right away. So the question was, a size 12, would that be considered fact?
1: Well, just generally how Western women and men come in.
0: Yes. They would be considered fact. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what a size 12 is. You mean neither, exactly, but... I think I'm going a, to assume that it's like... I think it of like an athletic girl at home. It's, yeah, I'm going to assume it's like a little bit... Yeah, it's not a thin whatever. Uh, th- yeah, to but be it's honest, like, healthy they would... Home. Okay, uh, I'll say it in a nice way. They would... If a Korean... We're talking about women? School, yeah, I think yeah. so, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Korean woman who, if there was a size 12, would consider herself fat. And probably her friends would uh, say that too they would and, say it to them one they? yeah that's, we that's jump the, it in there yeah. on, tell me about that that's even <laughs> okay yeah so it's very different like being being fat here is is it's not as sensitive of a thing of course it's sensitive in the way that people don't want to be overweight but it's not so uh, bad to tell people like people will people have told me people have told you I'm sure like when they see you oh you've Gain weight or you're like, you're, you're fat or you're, yeah, you wow look at your belly. Like they'll, they'll point out stuff like that we would never, ever consider pointing out back home. Like you never comment on somebody's, unless it's, you're looking good. Aside from that, there's no comment unless you're the closest of close friends back home. Right. But here just a general acquaintance might say, Oh, you're putting on some weight, huh? Like Big that. Time. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the. The, the, the natural – the I guess the natural kind of physique the genetically yes. is a smaller frame, is a smaller – like even though there's no focus on the diet and that the, a woman might eat some really not so good stuff, it, a lot of times they'll still remain small and skinny, right? So it's just That's kind right. of genetically there was – there is something going on where generally smaller and skinnier is – kind of common here so if you get beyond that kind of thing then they do yeah that's like in their eyes it's overweight right yeah, yeah. And, they're just
1: smaller yeah right. so, so it appears like just people seem bigger here and it's kind of and they kind of interpret that as fat sometimes yes when it's not really yeah
0: yeah and uh, yeah there's a, certainly a, a, a pretty strong obsession with with uh, being fat or not I would say like I think not any different in, than in the West. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of, uh, although maybe in the West people might kind of just give up a little bit more and and just say, ah, oh, that's that's just the way I am. That's just the way I look. Whatever. And like, okay, accept everybody. There's a little bit less of that here, I would think. Like, it's more... of
1: a lot of the focus on appearance, would you say? Yes. In general. Yeah. How about that? Because so like, we're going to go into more like culturally what Koreans are about. Yeah. And among them is when you brought up, like I thought about how blunt they are. Like, yes. Basically, just like, you look tired, right? You look, you look, you look like you gained weight, or oh, you lost weight. Or, yeah. You know, I say no, no, I just got a haircut or something. <laughs> but it's like whatever. It's been that kind of stuff. They just say it directly. Yeah. But on top of that, there's also um, what was I just say? Uh, 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 obsession with appearance. Yeah, obsession with appearance. Excuse me. So, so like that. There's also that thing. There's really a lot of um, people are always like you know a lot of kids. You can speak to this in a sec, but like a, a lot of kids, I might they might describe their friend and say. Oh, my friend is... uh, They've written about it. Like, my best friend, he's really handsome and blah, 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 Or whatever. I would never comment on my friend's appearance at all when I was writing about them when I was young. This is even young kids. Yeah. Right? Um, Whatever. So he's funny, he's smart, and he's good looking. Or he's not. Oh, they go, oh, my friend's really fun,
0: but he's not good looking. Like, they say that. So what is... Do you know anything? Give me some of this. Uh, Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, there's certainly, like, appearance is a huge thing here, for sure. And... I mean, we, you know, the, the the cosmetic surgery industry is, I think, the biggest in the world is Korea, right? Like the the most the most, I don't know, per capita or the most whatever. I'm not sure exactly what the statistic is, but there's the most cosmetic surgery. Oh, it's the cosmetic out, surgery of the world, of the world. Yeah, It's going time. down here, and then another <laughs> another one that I saw is uh, recently is that per capita. The most spent on men's beauty products right yeah. is spent in Korea they're all over it like yeah. the k-pop guys they they, they kind of emulate that don't yes. they yeah yeah and I mean where does it come from I mean I'm not sure the origin of it but to look good is is a really big focus and there's there's a certainly a, a desire to fit into a certain appearance like there's a there's kind of a lot of times a set appearance that is supposed to be, this is what is beautiful. So give me that nose and give me that chin and give me that appearance. And they want to look like that person. And so you have a lot of that going on where, you know, there's a certain type of style that they want to to look like. And so a lot of whatever cosmetic surgery is done in order to look that way, so, okay, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, maybe a little unhealthy of an obsession, I would say. In some, way. I think <laughs> it causes a lot of people a lot of a lot of, a lot undue of stress. stress, yes, yeah, undue for sure. stress, and, and yeah. But yeah. so I was going to say, yeah, if you got I, one more, and then yeah, we'll go. Yeah, I was going to say, as like as an example, uh, like my wife and I, we don't have any kids, and so many people say, "Oh, when are you going to have a kid?" And the reason, the main reason. That they want us to have a kid is because means the kid will be so cute, the kid would be so beautiful. No. That kind of thing. I'm not trying to, and that's to give you background on that. In general, like uh, mixed uh, kids, like a Korean and Caucasian person making a baby, does have in general looks there's a benefit <laughs> of mixing that to get a nice, a good looking kid a lot of times, right? So, the reasons that people give. We've to, seen enough of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, the, the reason, yeah, the reasons that, that people give us to have a baby is not like you'll be so happy and you'll and but they just want to know what it looks like. They, yes. like, they want to see like it. they like, they think it's going to look good. So that's like the main reason that they give to. to and have they even a add baby. in,
1: they even add in the hinted thing like, oh, and you, the, your kid could be famous or become a celebrity, and that's right. good for you somehow. And it's just, it's completely all about yeah. it's going to look good, and then get a lot of advantages yeah. that way. And it's just okay, yeah. but yeah. That's, that this this is the real deal but uh, let's, let's move on to some other stuff related to it and then good um, so we have she says we have a real problem with the same listener we have a real problem with sugar consumption in North America but I heard that Asians don't really eat a lot of sugar traditionally What in the heck do they eat for dessert traditionally and have any of our sugary sweets made their way onto their
0: plates? okay <laughs> we'll take it as yeah we go. yeah so um, I think that traditionally is true the sugar sugar consumption before not so much but now a lot higher like if i were to just say when compared to when i first came here in 1999 and uh and compared to now like the 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 level of sweets uh, consumption and availability has gone through the roof and now it's probably more as much as a problem health-wise here than it is back home or more so but uh when I first came, I went to a bakery, and there's these like baked goods, and it looked like some bread with like a chocolate filling, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw this bread, chocolate filling. I'm like, all right, this is exactly that what I good. need. Yeah, good. Right? Tell me about that. <laughs> so bought this thing, brought it home, whatever. Bit into it, I'm like, what is this? Figured out that it is what's called red bean paste. Like pot, right? Which is, uh, it's still popular now. It's like popular. basically, it's like made from red bean. It is not anywhere uh, similar to chocolate. It's just, it's like a little bit sweet, but from a Western kind of what is considered sweet, mm-hmm. not sweet at all, right? And I was just, uh, but at that time, it was like 20 years ago. That was kind of the the kind of the sweet kind of like people. And they still do consider that sweet. So the the sweetness level for me was not sweet at all. But for the sweetness level for Koreans was, wow, this is something that's very sweet. So we have different kind of gauge on what is sweet, what isn't. But now that kind of thing is still available and kind of popular. But I would say like certainly Western style uh, sweet stuff is becoming more popular, like macarons, I don't know if that's Western or not, but and then then cakes, and I mean, you guys have, you know, your bakeries that you go to, but kind of have like the same kind of cakes that are happening here. I mean, Starbucks stuff has uh, a lot of sweets, so, and then, and then, a big trend in the last couple of years has been, what do they call it, like the imported, they have like the imported snack stores, which is like, it's just these stores with stuff either like from western western imports and Japanese and other stuff. But it's like chocolate bars and and like gummy kind of gummy bears and those kind of things. Yeah. And okay. the, those are really popular now where people are buying that kind of imported imported sweets.
1: Yeah. What I'd add on to the sugar thing too is like is like even though they're all into it, it still is that they're sweet is still less sweet than ours ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like if we had a cake, mm-hmm. we have cake and then icing all over it right and then something else on jizzle on top of that they kind of like it that's too sweet so they're still kind of like that but at the same time i go into like a supermarket or whatever and the whole aisle and the whole shelf along the way is all just like the kind of packaged cookies and chocolate this and that it's like all that boxed packaged stuff which is eat which is kind of the worst so and they're all just filling their their shopping carts with it because they're going home and having parties at night in their house and 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 then maybe and another you're seeing thing it would on be, them. yeah,
0: right for sure. Yes. So, uh, so uh, the other another example would be uh, like at Starbucks, you know, people are definitely getting the mocha, whatever, whipping cream filled like chocolate syrup drizzle, whatever, like the sweetest of the sweet things. Even me now, like mm-hmm. although I'm a, I love sweet stuff, but even I almost can't handle one of those. But mm-hmm. it's certainly so. That's about as sweet as you can get, and certainly that's getting. Consumed, yeah. and uh, what you were saying about the uh, the aisles in supermarkets, yeah. Or? And the, I would also say that I, connecting the first question about the, the the size of people, certainly I've noticed that there are more overweight people now than there were twenty years ago, yeah for sure. Yeah, and kids especially.
1: Okay. Yes, big time. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, just as to what they eat traditionally, I would say I would answer that by saying it's fruit usually. So, dessert would be like they cut up a pear or an oh, apple right, 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 right. or some, like, uh, you know, mandarin or something and yeah. put it out on the thing and yeah, it's just sure. a bunch of fruit. Right? Oh, yeah.
0: So, as, yeah. so that's it, what they would eat for dessert. Yeah, it's, and it's not, uh, I realized after being here for some time that, like, the idea of dessert as being part of a meal, like, that you eat dinner and then you have dessert as being like an automatic thing. That is a very Western thing. It's not necessary to have dessert. That's <laughs> when, right. Like, it's not like, back, thinking back home when I was a kid, right, it was like, Supper (laughs) Dessert Like for sure Like that's automatic right Mm -hmm. But here it's not
1: Right that's true right, now let's go into Another question about kimchi Uh, Where does that tradition come from I mean We don't have to be Necessarily be Wikipedia And all the things You can look this up But if you have uh, a comment on it um, And is it basically A Korean equivalent of a salad today In North America Or what can North Americans equate To kimchi if anything And maybe give us a bit of What is Like how do people eat kimchi And stuff I'll add as well What do you think Give us the Give us a lowdown
0: on that. <laughs> I'm not a kimchi expert okay. as far as the history of it goes. No. Yeah, that's but, fine. Just uh, tell what us I about do know, What I do know is that uh, it's fermented, right? And the idea is that it can stay over the course of the winter. So it's something that you can have. you They make it in the fall so that they can ha- – they make enough of it so that it lasts the whole winter. Right? right. Because we're talking like pre-electricity, pre-refrigeration. The, you you – make something and then store it in a big pot. That's right. Right? Those outside kind pots, of thing, right? Burium. In, the, in net, the ground. And, and, and the, the, by doing that kind of fermenting process, I think that's what allows it to last throughout the whole winter. Right. So they make enough of it in the fall so that it lasts throughout the whole winter. So I think that's the kind of the purpose of it is because it can last. Through and the how winter. do they eat it today then? So. so now today, I would say it's like, it's... Food is... It's not... It's not potatoes on a dish. It's maybe some other... And it's not a salad. Like, no. It's not certainly not a salad as we would kind of do it. It's just like some other little... like a, let's, Okay, let's say you're having steak and potatoes and you do a cup of asparagus. It's like the asparagus. It's like a little bonus something that's part of the meal, but it's not like the main part. I would say you know what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like some other. It's a. I mean, here they call it. It's like a side dish, right? That's right. So you have your main meal, and then of course it's give used us in give us a quick things. outline of that. Then what does a meal look like? A Korean meal,
1: like just like what? What are they? Because it looks way different than us. We get a yeah. plate, and it's got the, the you, you know your, your meat and your veggies and your potato, whatever, I and think, then a couple things yeah, like maybe some bread or salad. But, but, but they've but, got
0: what does it look like? I think it's the the idea like at home maybe. Yeah, there's just more dishes, like actual dishes, right? So you have your main, let's say. Of course, rice and let's say a soup or some or something like that. But then uh, there's always some other side, little veggie dishes, including kimchi, including some other kind of. So there's always like a variety of things. And especially like if you go to a restaurant, depending on the style of the restaurant, you might get you know twenty different little things to pick at. That's right. And, yeah. And but even at home, I think in, in general people like to have. Several little items to they call it panchan, it's like a side dish, is basically the, mm. the thing. So you'll have your kind of your main thing, which almost always includes rice and maybe some kind of meat or something, but then there's a whole variety of stuff that people just like to pick at. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot more stuff happening than what we would be. It, yeah,
1: it's crazy. For. Like, and then and imagine just doing the dishes all the time. I don't, these restaurants and all that, I just find it like. It's it's unreal. Like what what they give you, yes. just as you order a meat, and then you right. get all that stuff yeah. that just comes out, and right. then you can keep refilling it. Right? Yeah. Say I want more of this little salad one. I want more of this little one, and then just keep giving it to you
0: for free. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things. Crazy. that's Surprising. If, like, you How just, do they make any money? We eat right? That, right? Yeah. You just keep on ordering. Like, if there's one that you like, you just keep on ordering it. And sometimes it seems like if nobody's eating one, you know, it seems a little bit of a waste. But but it's almost there. Like just in case somebody wants this one, that's right. And you want that one. But it's all, it's all there. But yeah, the, the person doing the dishes has got to be a nightmare. I, I assume that at home, it depends on the situation, but I think a lot of times they have like a whole bunch of those in like some kind of Tupperware. Yes. And then, you know, if they're not trying to be fancy, if it's just a family thing, I think they'll just take out like a few of these Tupperware ones and you just kind of go from there. Yes. As opposed to trying to make it into all those dishes. You know, I think it depends on if somebody's over or not, if you're just like your husband's having whatever with the kids and you're having a meal and you just kind of here eat out of the eat out of the top of where. Yes, that's got to be happening too
1: uh, I want to say on the kimchi for people I always get, this is what I say to people too it's like it's, a lot of it has like a marketing issue right because when you say fermented cabbage or pickled cabbage mm-hmm. they kind of like spicy pickled cabbage they go what and then if you say something like well it's kind of like spicy, spicy Korean sauerkraut they go oh sauerkraut that sauerkraut. sounds good yeah, right yeah. And it's the same thing I find – so it is basically like a sauerkraut, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you can think of it and you, you put it on. You can have it with a bite of meat or you just have it as a bite and kind of refresh yeah. yourself yeah. or something. Like and a have coleslaw a crunch. almost. Like a coleslaw more than a salad. A coleslaw is not really – you wouldn't call that a salad. Yeah. Sure. I'll call that. Yeah. The other one that I have is the uh, UK, which is the raw, raw meat kind of thing, raw beef. Yeah. And if you say raw beef to people, they're going to get turned off, right? If you say beef sashimi, they might kind of think, oh, that sounds a little <laughs> better. But if you just kind of say – Oh, it's like a, kind of a sweeter Korean beef tartare. And they go, oh, beef tartare—that sounds good. Yeah. So it really is a marketing issue sometimes sure. how you put these things, right? Yeah. Fermented cabbage doesn't sound good, but kimchi is
0: like—it's an acquired taste. But when you acquire it, I, you don't go back, isn't it? I will claim that a lot of times I think you know, even though we say, "Oh, kimchi," like Koreans always eat kimchi. I feel like sometimes I eat more kimchi than the Koreans I'm with. Like if I go out to a san- like a pork about? restaurant, yeah, I'm like the only one eating the kimchi so right.
1: yeah it is yeah. It, it, but yet they have yeah. it at their house yeah, they they have all the time at, and they're just right. like ah, yeah.
0: I'm out to get this <laughs> right so yeah. uh, the first time you know in the, uh, in the early days I was not interested at all but it is one of those really like strong acquired tastes where when you get it and then you're like oh and it has that almost like addictive kind of thing to it where you're like I just need more of this yeah
1: I, I was about three months in maybe before i got in it and then never looked back so <laughs> i, I want to ask you like and, and so maybe what was what are there for foreigners then for dining because most people a lot of foreigners they come here and then they they live for a year say do a contract and then they go back mm-hmm. and what they're missing like i miss korean food i gotta get back and what do people what people love is the food so what is there for foreigners in korea because a lot of this stuff might not sound so great so what are there what are, let's talk about what, what's what's good for foreigners. Um, just in general. And then also, what is like the dining culture and all that? How is that different than Western culture? That's, I think this is kind of a fun topic. And we'll kind of keep, we'll do this for a little bit and then we'll move on to something
0: else. So when you say, what is it for foreigners? Do you mean as in foreign food or what are some of the foreign things that, that are local things that, that us foreigners like? The
1: latter. I guess I mean both. I guess it is true. Like, okay. I mean, I'll just say really quickly, you can get. Whatever you want, right? Now you can get you can whatever get. you want. burgers, sandwiches, there's Subway, there's McDonald's, there's Burger King, there's KFC, there's yes. Starbucks, there's And Dunkin', there's other there's stuff everything. like there's Thai, there's, there's Vietnamese, shop. there's whatever. Yeah. There's, oh, there's yeah. everything. Everything there's now. Everything. Not true you when I first came.
0: That's true. Not true when I first and came. And especially now. in the smaller towns. Yes, yeah, definitely. Now, way more choices. So Yeah, whatever. You- Mama is treating me to breakfast.
1: Yep, let me see your phone. Huh?
0: This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You want kind of thing you can pretty much get now. So, but I was more interested in what is there about Korean, like, or, or do you have something I, to say about that? Uh, no, I was just going to okay. say. So, on the other one, like, if I were to think of what is it that the, you know, like, if you get a group of of non-Koreans, like we always say foreigners. I don't know if that makes sense to people. We're the foreigners. You know, I, know. I mean, we're very used to that now. But no, anyway, the word. Foreign. But somebody back home might be thinking, who's the foreigner? The foreigners are the Koreans. No, we're the foreigners. So, if you get a group of non-Koreans, foreigners, together, and they're going out to eat Korean stuff. In that case, I would say a lot of it you see would be dakalbi, which is like a spicy chicken thing. It's like some chicken mixed with some uh, spice and some vegetables and stuff like that. That's a very common one. Mm-hmm. And Let's bring them off here. Dakalbi. Dakalbi is a big one. These days, that's more Chinese, but I was going to say lamb. Lamb skewers mm-hmm. is, uh, is a common one, but that's a little more... Chinese than it is than it is Korean mm-hmm. uh, of course side uh, which is uh, pork pork belly pork belly pork belly the whole like uh, this is probably something that most people are familiar with whatever Korean barbecue where you have Korean barbecue it's where famous, you're sitting right? at the table what's Korean barbecue it's famous everybody's yeah. heard of it right, right. what yeah. is it so, yeah, back home now people know Korean barbecue right you're, the, the basic idea is you're sitting at a table with fire and you're cooking your own meat so this kind of uh, the meat, there's obviously a whole bunch of different kinds. There's you can go to a beef focused place or you can go to a pork focused place or or something that has whatever different stuff. But anyway, some get the pork belly is one of the biggest ones. And uh, you're just sitting there cooking up the and it has that whole several side dish thing that we mentioned. But the, the, the appeal of it, I guess, is that you're uh, you're sitting there with raw meat you put it on the fire you're cooking it yourself and you order by like whatever couple of hundred grams like okay give us another 200 grams of the, of, of, uh, of meat and then usually involves alcohol yeah uh, I mean if we talk about you know the, the other thing that's surprising for, for newcomers I guess would be the sharing when we're talking about all these side dishes, uh, that means that everybody's eating out of the same dish.
1: Yeah, and not exactly the same bowl. I mean, with the soup it is, but I mean, you're picking off the off the same barbecue, yep. like off the grill, and, and putting meat in your mouth. It's cut up into yes. individual pieces. And but, you're uh, it off. but even
0: like I'm talking about like the side, the side, the side dish, yeah, the kimchi, You're like grabbing a kimchi, kimchi and then you're grabbing a piece right off the same yeah. little dish. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The salads, whatever. So there is definitely a lot more communal. And then if you want to talk about like another, where that extends to, if you go to like a place, like a popular one here is Outback, Outback Restaurant, which is a steak, Outback, a steakhouse. So if you go to a steakhouse here, uh, with, with your, with, in the Korean style, they're not ordering, like we go to Outback, what are you getting? I'm getting the, the, the bone, okay what are you getting I'm getting I'm gonna get a pasta yeah something. I'm getting a pasta okay and then you eat that but in Korea they'll order even at a western restaurant like that to share right. so it's oh, all about sharing. it's all about sharing like if there's a pasta we're all eating the pasta that's right if it's a steak we're cutting up the steak and we're, we're sharing the steak and uh, whatever yeah so even at a restaurant like that it's all about ordering as a group mm-hmm. which is a big difference uh compared to what we're used to, for
1: sure. That's big. I mean, there's all kinds. There's uh, probably a lot more to say about food, but we'll just move along to some other stuff here, too. So uh, I've got a question from Allison Neville. Yeah. And full disclosure, this is my niece. <laughs> so, and, and she was actually born the year I came here, 2002. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, McKenna was born in 2002 as well. Is yeah. that right? Is that, Yeah, I think yeah, so. So let's see. I don't put Uncle Jason on oh the spot. Oh, my spine. God. Got it's it. in my memory. Missed it. But that's uh, your first niece as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting, 20, 2002 when I came to Korea. Um, so Ali is asking, uh, how does school and classes work in the earlier ages, like elementary, like how are they graded? How big are their classes? What subjects do they focus on? Basically, why is their curriculum so much better than ours, even from the really young ages? And I'll say, Ali, it's a bit of a loaded question. Even on, <laughs> even on Hayan said, she was like, well, why would she assume it's better? Right. Okay. But, but, but we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll lay it out it. and you can decide. Yeah. But, so I guess
0: basically. Yeah. I got Give it. me yeah. some. Oh, you got it. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. give I mean, me a start. I'll start off by saying that I've never worked in a public school, right? So uh, maybe people who have have a better idea, but uh, to knock off a couple of the questions, first class size, big. I don't know exactly the numbers, but maybe 40, 50.
1: Yeah, is, I, I is, think it's getting down to thirty now though. I was actually talking with you. Yeah, I think I think it's about thirty. It used to be when when my wife was young and our right. genera- when we would go to school, say yeah. it used to be like sixty. Right. When she went to school. Right. And but these days it is somewhere in the thirties and around there. Yeah. And that's what most of my kids report too
0: that I have come into the house here and all right. that that we teach. Yeah. yeah. So but anyway, yeah. So, so go ahead. So Big class sizes. I don't know back home now what they're what they're dealing with. If they're dealing with thirty or not, but we used to be there, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, class size is pretty big. Um, with the idea of why is the curriculum better? That's a good question. But I don't know necessarily if the curriculum is better. What I would say is, in my opinion, generally we can say like the results are better. As far, sorry, the results. Yeah. The okay. <laughs> I think that at an Uh, Same age, a Korean kid knows a lot more than a Western kid in a test, especially math and science. So, agree. So, better or not? I mean, better or not is is I mean, a debatable thing. Can do they know a lot more stuff? Like as far as, uh, especially math and science goes, for sure. But I don't know if that necessarily comes from the school curriculum, I think what it comes from is that the learning doesn't stop at school. Like, I think a lot of the way it's looked at is school is just like, you learn some of the stuff there, but it's the after-school academies where they're really adding on to what we would be doing back home. Yeah, sometimes
1: I say that, I feel like they supplement it almost, like it's not even adding, it's more like, it's supplement.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, like, I think, almost the idea is if you're in grade two, that you want to be like in grade four by going to different academies, and you want they want to almost like learn all the stuff that somebody would be learning. Like, if somebody didn't go to these after school academies that are here, which are here for, our you know, any any math, science, English, uh, piano, whatever. There's any subject that there is. There's also you know after-school academies that people that people could go to. Um, but I think if somebody just went to their normal school, like they feel like they're way behind. Oh, yeah. Compared to the normal idea is you have to do your math academy and science academy and English academy and all that supplemental stuff. So I think the, the – the, not that the curriculum – might be better but the expectations are way higher as to how much they want to stuff (laughs) into the brain as soon and as early as possible so I think throughout the schooling like the I I keep coming back to math and science because I feel like there's a a huge gap there like the stuff that the kids are doing you know when they're younger or in middle school or high school is way beyond what we're doing that's right way beyond is that a good thing or not? I'm not sure. Well it depends on what at the cost of what too
1: because because like when I think of math sometimes right I think of I think of you know I think that any subject is is generally and not to be kind of geared towards uh, using it as, as, a, as an example of how to think about mm, something right. right not just what is the answer and I think they're all about the answers because what the, it, basically the whole thing from the top bottom is about getting to a next level like when you said behind it was yeah. very interesting to me because I thought yeah, it's somehow about. A comparison. It's about behind what, right? And and to get where, and to and to get what, and for what purpose. And it seems like it starts from the top of like what university you want to go to, and the whole thing is geared to like try to get into that university. And if you don't, well, I guess your life's pretty much going to be garbage if you don't get into the right uni. Uh,
0: yeah, and that all comes to the one the big test, right? The and university entrance exam. I think all of all of it from the the first grade mm-hmm. is all building up to being ready for that one university entrance exam which they have here, which is this huge exam that they have at the in their last year of high school, which decides this one exam basically decides what university, what level of university that they can go to. Yeah. And everything is building up to you know, the, the elementary school stuff is building up so that they're better to go to a decent middle school. And the middle school stuff is, you know, trying to get ahead of the game. To prepare for the high school. And the high school, like right. it's all leading up to this one test Yeah, from, from I think, from the very beginning.
1: What it seems So this is, hence these private hagwons. We haven't really given a really clear thing of what it is. Like these hagwons, which are private academies, people, they go to school, the public school, and then they go to the whole private system of right. academies. And they go to math academy, then they go to science academy, then they go to an English academy. Maybe they go to an art academy, it depends, piano or something like that, or... Whatever, and they'll go to maybe a social science, social studies academy. At some, in some cases, we have a friend who has a, a academy like that, and so they go to all these things. And the idea is to get them ready to get to get to you know uh, earn the score on that entrance exam. Right. And I, my wife even put it to me: the idea that schools now are almost the public schools are almost like that—you go and you kind of get an official graduation <laughs> yeah. kind of thing to move around. But the but the ones are the ones who are who are preparing the kids. And I, yeah. parents feel like if my kid's not in there, they're not. They're, they're not getting ahead, yeah. right? And these kids, like, and, and just to give a give a picture for people, because like, maybe they don't know, right? It's like these kids are going to school, then they're going to homes, and they're not like, going home till like ten o'clock right. p.m. Right? It used to be worse when, and in, 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 like when my wife was young, mm-hmm. and
0: all that. But it's still like that. And so, 10 11
1: p.m. This is high school, even junior high. Yeah, so it's a, just
0: up till then going to school, right? So I mean, it's it's almost to answer Allison's question a little bit. It's like a matter of the volume of studying. Like, if if back home, I don't know if kids finish at 3 o'clock or 3.30 or whenever school finishes, it's pretty much finished for the most part. Like, imagine that you keep on studying until 10 o'clock at night. Like, from whatever time you go to school, and then you keep on going, and then once 3.30, that's the start of the day. Like, that's when you almost start to study. So when you're going home, when all your friends are going home and going to play soccer or doing whatever, like, that's when they really get going, and that's when they start. So, I mean, you're doing, like... Would you easily say it's double the amount of studying? Oh, I should at I least think more. Yeah, at least double the amount of studying that kids in Canada do. Yeah. So, is that better? I don't know if "better" is the word, but it's certainly it's higher volume, and it's uh, like if you wanted to, if your only goal was to do better on one or some kind of test. Mm-hmm yeah it prepares you for that but does it prepare you for life does it make you creative does it you know there's uh, i mean we could go on for a long time talking about the advantages of disadvantages of this but if you're if alison's wondering like why do they uh maybe outrank us in in scores on like a math test or on a uh, or on that kind of thing it's just the it's like the amount of volume is just they're studying twice as long as, as as Canadian kids. That's right, easily. And,
1: and I'll give it. Like, I don't want to go into again. We're trying to put a picture here. Today, yes, not whether not, it's not good not comment or, bad. or whatever. Yeah. But but as for a picture, I will. I always have this image, and I have a lot of other ones I could go on, but I'll give one. And it's when I was teaching at a summer camp or whatever, and we and we and, and then they had a math kind of thing, and I kind of said, "I'll do the math math classes," right? Because <laughs> it was fun. It was it was elementary math, yeah. so I was okay. But I was doing like word problems. I thought word problems are a great thing for them to do because it's it's like problems in English can you understand what right. the thing is doing it's like you know kind of combining it all and, and they're fun and I used to think they're fun so it's like basically word problems you know how you get this much pe- this much pizza and this many friends and how many, and all this stuff right and maybe a little more complicated and they are all just begging me to tell them what the equation is so they could solve the equation and show me and I was like no but look like how many friends and I was trying to ask them the right show them how to ask the right questions And they were just
0: progressive presents married to your home
1: They want to show the answer. They want to know the answer. And they just want to get the equation. And I said, I was telling them like the, the whole the whole solution. If you want to please me, the mm-hmm. teacher, the whole solution is getting the equation. I don't care if you know how to solve the equation. Like get the equation. That's the that's the problem. Oh, wow. You're gonna solve it. And they just couldn't get wrap their heads around it. And they, they, were, they were getting antsy and panicky about it. And I just thought, like, what is going on here? And now now I will say that my wife has said that these days it seems to be they're they're moving more like that. Word problems are becoming a lot more Of of what they're focusing on, that kind of thing, rather than just give me the answer. But it seems to be a lot of, and and I see it in my my own English conversation classes that people are really scared to kind of speak up and be wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a lot about I'm scared to be wrong because it's right and wrong. There's no. Whereas at home, I think a lot of kids feel free to be like, you know, just how do you think about it? Like, and and then okay, well,
0: and help them ask the right questions. I think ideally, but but uh, we don't really get a lot of that. So, I mean. If, yeah it depends on what your goal is. if your goal is to do very well on a test and uh, then what they have going works a lot better but if you're trying to go for something more well-rounded maybe it might not be so good
1: that's it we'll, we'll wrap it up there cause we're not going to get into educational theory and all that stuff so um how, but connected to the education why do Koreans want to learn English so badly that native English speakers can make a living teaching them so Right, and like, what do they need to know English for? Do they plan to leave Korea? And what are some of the top jobs Koreans aspire to when they grow up? So, but let's see, Why do they need English? Why, why is it such a big thing here? It's a huge industry. It's, it's our livelihood. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I've thought about this a little bit, and I think the the kind of one of the reasons is that I think Korea is uh, export economy so country itself what maybe we're like 50 million people back in the day it was like 40 30 million people not too long ago and the majority of i think what the what the the, the gdp would be is from exporting stuff so you have big companies like samsung hyundai who are exporting to other countries. So the, the the like, I asked my Samsung guys, like, their domestic market of sales is maybe, I don't know, 1% or something like that. Like, it's tiny of the domestic, although it's such a huge company here and like, you know, everybody's Samsung everywhere and they advertise and it but it's like, a f- small fraction of their overall sales. I did not know that. Yeah. I
1: it's mean, I assume, because Koreans are pretty you think, loyal yeah, to
0: buying Korean Of course, but it's, brands? it's a, right. It's a tiny percent of their market. So Samsung is like, as the biggest companies, like, the is an export export country, right? So if you're, if you're a country that depends on exporting, that means you're going to be having to do business outside of Korea, which means you're going to have to have somebody who can communicate. So I think that's kind of the starting point of it, right? The real, you know, a real good reason. But at some point, it just became a thing where you have to. Like, to get a job at one of these companies, you know, being able to speak English is... Uh, is uh, one of the kind of basic job requirements and uh and even for for university entrance i think it's another requirement for some 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 things right you have to have some level of english so the the it's the whatever the global language right the the language of business that's what that's what uh you know people so the language of business that's uh, i would put it that way too Mm -hmm. Uh, so to get I think it's seen now as if you want to get a good job, you have to speak English. Uh, I think the, the the question also included like are people planning on living or moving out of Korea? Yeah, that's right. Uh, some, I think, some yeah. want to. Some have the, the the dream of moving to the U.S. or moving to Canada or moving somewhere uh, outside In Europe, of Korea. And Australia, they just, yeah. Yeah. New Zealand. Some like some people want that as a permanent thing. Some people want that as a as a uh, just an opportunity to go and live abroad and study I think now I mean travel to other countries now is a big thing mm-hmm. you know people like to travel to to wherever so having the language ability is helpful there but I think it all comes down to if I can speak English I can get a better job yes, now that's... do they actually have to use that English in most jobs not in most of them But in some of them, yes. And, you know, a lot of people, they they also want to uh, have, like, again, Samsung guys, most of them want to have that opportunity to go get sent to whatever country to work, right? They're working in Korea now, Mm -hmm. and they might get sent to wherever for a couple of years to work, go to Europe, go to London, whatever. And then, you know, the pay is good for that, and they're provided a house, and then, you know, their kids can go to an international school. So all those things... So it's just seen as an advantage yeah, to move up. I, yeah, and I, I think
1: I'll add too, like I, I know some of the younger kids I teach, they maybe they don't get – it's more like their parents are trying to say, to get a good job, you have to do this. So they kind of see it as some kind of duty. But a lot of the university kids, they, kids I have, and some of the young ones have a sense of it, but the university kids that I teach, they kind of seem to think too, like it's like a way to kind of connect to the world or something like that, like not really be stuck in Korea and also just enrich their lives. They get that idea. Like they can – Kind of, I mean, because again, I, you know, they understand that Korea is a small place and people don't speak Korean, Korean outside of Korea. Yeah. Now, it is true a lot of some of the Southeast Asian countries, Philippines, Thailand, you know, Malaysia, they kind of they kind of looked Korea as like a very big place the, the way other countries might have looked at Western countries before right. in English. Right. So they are learning Korean. They want to learn Korean so they can come and upgrade their own lives yeah. um, in Korea. So Korea in itself has is getting its own like cred or like its own value, I guess, currency. But, uh, but English still is the global language of business and just to expand their lives so they kind of get that sense that I want to like talk to foreigners I want to get out of the Korean bubble and, mm-hmm. and, and experience culture and you can do that most directly by understanding the language so it's a lot of that too it's yes. part of that but it really is about
0: jobs right Right. right. good future good future but good they're job. getting a sense of that and I, and I yeah. like that yeah it's uh, I think it is yeah like I mean in a lot of jobs it does actually apply you know, I mean, like one of my guys uh, that I that I work with, uh, he's involved in uh, or interested in AI, artificial intelligence. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, the majority of the research that's out there is going to be in English, and that applies not just to AI, that applies to basically anything. Just think of medical fields or anything, right? If you're a doctor, if you're an AI guy, or if you're whatever field you're in. And you need to go and understand more about that field. The research that's being done, the research that's being published, is not all, but mostly going to be in English. So, if you only, you know, if he only was able to uh, research and read articles published in Korean on AI, that would be such a small amount, and he would be missing out on all this other stuff. Or like a
1: secondary source. Secondary, yeah, exactly. So then you have to
0: wait for somebody, uh, some other guy to translate it into Korean or something like that, right? So you're missing out on so much information. So I think uh, it it really is a thing now where, I mean, if you have the language ability, you have access to so much more information. Yeah, big time. I see it. So moving on, then, I'm uh, gonna look into
1: like gender roles, right? And so, to what degree is Korea maybe uh, is it a sexist culture in any way? What, what is what they're they're looking for here? Are little girls and boy little boys sent on different paths based on their gender? And are they restricted from anything because of their gender? So how how are we gonna navigate this? Just you know, give it a strike I guess uh, yeah. what what is going on with Korea? Because it's you know it's a lot different now. I'll I'll put out beforehand. Yeah right? Preface it with it's a lot different than, you know, say when my wife was young yeah. and, but yet yeah, there's still stuff. And a lot of it comes from the Confucian history, tradition, right? And then the, the, that generation still alive and they pass it on. So there's a lot of stuff. So give me what it looks like to you anyway, if, if you don't, if not the history, but just what does it look like?
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I still think that there's the kind of expectation that the, the girl will eventually become... The wife, and who will eventually become the mother, and who will eventually, uh, yeah, have that role of, of of stay home mom, eventually. So, I mean, you know, if the question is, are we, are, are are they looking at the same career path, that kind of thing? Not quite. I don't think. I think there are there are expectations that that the woman will eventually become a mother. I mean, in the in the Big picture of things, right? So it's like wife, mother, and probably. But but I think there's a lot more of uh, going back to work. I mean, it used to be, in general. I think once you're maybe no work, but that's really old school. But but you know, work, get married, have children, and then that would be the end of the career. But I think there's a lot more now where that they would you know stay home for a while maybe until the kids are a certain age and then go back to work is more common but I would say not so much as there is back home. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And you know,
1: I'm just thinking of that. I'm looking at the schools right now, my university, you know, on my campus, I feel like I see more girls and guys on it almost like similar to Western co- co- campuses, isn't it? Yeah. So they're just kind of... But what? But yet, and now a lot of them are talking about they're not really interested in even marriage sometimes and right. kids and all that, right? Yeah. But some are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it still so, is that thing. Right. I, it, not, it seems like the the... Uh, the path, it almost seems strange, right? It's like, it almost seems in some way, in some cases, and not as much anymore, but where the whole idea of going to university and then getting a job was only for a few years, like all of this leading up to a few years and then you're done for, for a woman. And I always feel like the students, the the, the girl students are, <laughs> I always enjoy, like whatever <laughs> I was teaching kids, whatever, the girl students study harder and are more focused and then seem to just do better in general than, than the boys, right? Yeah. And, you know, just more focused and that kind of thing. But it seemed like the whole process of getting to that point and then going to university and then getting a job and then you're kind of done. But, okay. so, uh, but
1: not so much now. Okay. So what about in the, within the family then, like the oldest son and all this stuff and how do we, you know, how does it? like that kind of stuff is that something you can give us a little quickly
0: maybe like what is that I I would say that I would say that uh, when when getting married there's still the idea that uh, you the word belong to is a little bit strong but that when when a woman gets married that when there are the big family holidays the lunar new years and 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 the Korean Thanksgiving like for those kind of holidays, generally the women are expected to go to the husband's side, and sometimes they'll also they'll visit both sides. But the idea still is that she is now kind of sent off;
1: she's part of that family. Yeah, yeah. Like right. Back in the day, you should actually put them on a cart and with the dowry, and they go off. Yeah, right? you're but of right, of now like, it's right. not like that. But it yeah. still is something. not like as
0: much, it. but still, still, the, her responsibility is more toward her husband's family than, than, than her own family. And, you know, if, if it's a holiday and we're only going to visit one person, probably it's the husband's side.
1: Back in the day, I
0: think I'll
1: just add on here, like the idea, what I'm thinking of the oldest son is back in the day, they really wanted a son because the idea is the oldest son kind of gets a lot of advantages, like it's the title to the, the estate and all this stuff. But Yet he's expected to take care of the parents in yes. the old age. So he's the one responsible for them. Yeah. Right. Whereas everybody else is not. Yeah. So you kind of get perks, but you get a lot of responsibilities and it's kind of like that now, but not right. so much anymore. And I see a lot of like guys that we know, they, they're all like, a lot of them are just like, now nah, I really love a daughter there. So they'd be so sweet. Like, and I would just love it. So they kind of like, don't really care anymore, but it, mm-hmm. they used to care.
0: Right. Right. So to at least have a son. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Cause the son, the oldest son has a lot of responsibilities as far as that. Yeah as far as keeping the traditions going and as far as you know managing the family and getting people together and all of that stuff is right. the, the eldest son's responsibility yeah I think like if
1: you see that movie was a Coco the Pixar movie or whatever with the Mexican that the Day of the Dead and all that uh-huh. and they have to do the ceremony for the dead they do that kind of similar thing in Korea yes. but it's the son's responsibility the oldest yeah, son's right. responsibility to host it yeah. to have all the stuff to keep all the stuff to like visit the graves, take care of them. So it's like you need this guy or you, you're not going to get taken care of in the afterlife. Or now,
0: and if you are the wife of that guy, that's that's kind of trouble. Like, I mean, it's more work and you hear a lot like because, <laughs> yeah, it's the oldest son who is, okay, we're having the, the dinner at our place. But it's not him that's doing the, the cooking. Yeah, still, still now, like that's even, you know, for me, a little bit awkward. I go to for me it's because you know I'm not Korean so we go to my wife's family's stuff for these holidays and and in general like it's still that way that all the women are in the kitchen Midnight and the men night. are sitting around waiting for stuff to happen and like it's really awkward for me as a Western guy right? like I just sit there and don't clean up anything and don't I do. I just wait to get served and we eat first yes, and then they the women come in after and they'll eat the women's table, and then they'll clean it all, clean everything up. And uh, and in my home, it's not like that at all. Like I'm doing the, I'm doing the cleaning, I'm doing the whatever. But exactly. in the you older families, yeah. it's still, it's still, uh, that's still happening. Now the question about are our women, you know, uh, held back or anything? I don't think so anymore. I no. think now, if you want to be, you know, uh, if you want to be an engineer, if you want to be a uh, high ranking, whatever, there's certainly as many opportunities and you know there's, there's certainly the, the push to have uh, women in roles of responsibility and, and uh, I don't think anybody's trying to hold that back I feel like it's a yeah,
1: meritocracy now it's a bottom line and yeah. they're just like you you can you do it for us yeah. you're in like yeah. we don't care about these
0: guys right. like some of these guys are useless now right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. put it like that I yes. mean, so, so <clears throat> uh, there are some maybe some different expectations when it comes to family Yes. But when it comes to work, yeah, I, I think I think there's kind of mainly equal opportunity for yeah. the most part.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more different – a lot of things too and I think that earlier one about the responsibilities with the family stuff, a lot, that, that led a lot of Korean women to kind of look to foreigners like a lot of – they kind of have a fantasy of marrying a foreigner because then they don't have to do that. Right. But that kind of stuff seems to be changing now too so they're not – it's basically – I, they're not that held that responsible anymore so I don't think that's as big a factor
0: right I think that's definitely changing
1: and I think I think with the with the influence of like western culture more like it's like a global place now and I think people are like catching on to like no we're not I'm not doing that right so yeah. it's a, it's changing a lot but still it depends on a lot of things it's, yeah. a, it's a, you know 50 million people a lot of yeah. different a lot of variety going on but it is slowly changing over time mm-hmm. um, a lot different than us 20 years ago that we saw uh, certainly and, and change happens faster and we'll see more of that probably as we go on here so um, and then just a little bit about the last names like they say their last name first and then their first name like we say Jason Cresswell and all that but they say Cresswell Jason do they have middle names? no mm-hmm. I'll just answer right no they don't is the wife expected to take her husband's name? what about the children? and what are some common family names in Korea? so this is just we'll give a quick yeah, you know feed of uh,
0: names Yeah. so names so it's almost always three yeah Three syllables. right? Three syllables. Yeah, like three. Yeah, three syllables. And like you said, the family name comes first. Uh, when they get married, there's no taking of the husband's name, so the woman keeps her maiden name, and then the children have the father's name. Yeah, typically. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. If, yeah, I think that's.
1: I think you're kind of now allowed. Maybe you're allowed to choose the other one, but I, yeah, I don't know if anybody does it. So yeah.
0: let's yeah. stick with that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So no taking of the name. No, children do the the uh, the father's name and uh, common names. Common I mean, names. I mean, the Kim Park Che. Uh, Kim Park and Lee
1: Lee sorry, are no. about I think seventy percent or yeah. something of all yeah. of all the Koreans yeah. in Korea. Yeah. But those are have like very like so like a bunch of different Kims and a bunch of different Lee's depending on where you're from. Exactly. So there's like a, they understand how to distinguish yeah. the different various Lee's. But those are the names and then you said Che which is spelled like Choi yeah people recognize that what yeah. else we got Jung Jung yeah I think it's pretty popular that's pretty much yeah. those,
0: those are pretty much ones. The, the, five, the five big ones yeah, I can think of five, yeah. Do you,
1: what, is, what are some more unusual ones that you've heard
0: of wow uh, I have a I have a so this is a little bit difficult to describe but I have a Che but it's not spelt uh, the same it's not that uh, not t- the Choi it's a, yeah it's, it's like a it's a different spelling of okay. that name so that's All right. so that's a unique yeah other ones, yeah. Uh, some of those that wouldn't Lim. be interesting
1: to people. Lim, 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 Lim is uh, semi. Yeah. yeah. How about Quack? Your wife's? Oh,
0: is that really Quack? Is that kind of uh, unusual? I don't know. That a little too bit much. unusual? Yeah. I'm not. I mean, it's not unheard of, but it's yeah. certainly. I'm sure you know. Compared to those other three, way down, way down on the list.
1: I have a note on names to give to, to you know to give a something to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like last names, whatever. But as far as first names, now it used to be the two syllables, mm-hmm. but a lot of people go with the one syllable, trying to be a little unique. And a lot of them now are like throwing out three or more like, like I have a student named Reichele, right? Like they kind of put it out, like kind of creating, some kind of creating
0: names rather than some of the traditional names. So they're really yeah. branching out a bit. But I, I would still say that I think the as far as the topic of names goes, for me still, like the kind of the most surprising thing would be that uh, like 90, I don't know, percent, over 90% of uh, people it's the three. It's the family names yes. and then two things. Okay. I, all right. I, I, that's – yeah. Still yeah. kind of blows my
1: mind. All right. Let's go for this one. So I, I'm going to play off this one. ask you about Koreans and Korean culture in general. So basically, what are Koreans like generally? Let's try to, <laughs> let's try to keep it tight. We've got a couple more to go to here. Yeah. But like what are Koreans like? How would you describe the Korean – like again, this is all general, right? This is never – I mean again, 50 million people. There's so many unique individuals mm-hmm. but yet there is a Korean – character right mm-hmm. versus you know just like a, there's a British guy and you know, an American versus a Canadian versus you know an Australian what are they like and then what are Koreans like right so would you have how would you wow that's is such it a tough yeah it's a, it's a tough one it's a tough one what are Koreans like like how are they different from Western people maybe a mental, like okay maybe a little bit more like will you have something or uh, maybe not a, so much like are they, would you say they're a little bit more of a collective mentality versus an individualist mentality
0: yeah, like okay. like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I find like there's something too. People's kind of people are are somebody in relation to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I find like you're you you wouldn't necessarily. You're like my older brother. You're not Jason. Mm-hmm. You're my older brother. Or you know my, we we call the mother or someone. Yeah. We call them you know mother of, of this student. Like, so, this girl's mother. You're yeah, not. Maybe maybe that you. would be you're not. Yeah. A,
0: yeah. Maybe that would be like the, the, the kind of the big def- differentiating factor would be the rankings. And there's so many different rankings depending on uh, different factors like age, mainly age. I guess that would be, you know, like where are you, what is our relationship? And the relationship is based a lot on uh, what age are you compared to what age am I? And so, like you said, I would refer to you as uh, different, uh, I would talk to you differently if you are older than me versus if you are younger than me. And that is even one year. Right. Which, is, which is us? One year. Yeah, one and year. Older brother. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so sorry, that I kind of throw, sorry, throw that out there. Yeah. JC, I, just, I just blew my cover. Yeah. So the uh, the the ranking system is very uh, much alive. Very much like they want to know very early on what is your age, so that I know how to refer to you. And it's kind of interesting, like you said, the the Way of referring is a family thing, though. Like older brother, younger brother, older sister, younger sister would be kind of the the kind of the, the translation of you know I'm your older brother. Yeah,
1: right. Right, and that's another thing. See, they refer to each other as older sister when they're not even related. So again, right. this kind of it's collected so, more. So than
0: that yeah, and that's the other thing is, is certainly there is uh, the group. The group is more important than the individual. Would be another kind of differentiating factor, and that goes when you're. I mean if you're thinking of social kind of thing, I mean, everything is kind of done together. If we're having a drink of soju, we're all doing it at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, or if we're going to move from one place to another, like, let's say if we were Westerners, we might say, if we're like going from bar to bar, let's say we're in an area where there's a bunch of bars. I might say, "Yo, Bolton, me and whoever, we're going to go check out blah, blah, bar next door come over here, come over after, you know, after you finish your drink. And we would maybe go by ourselves first to that bar and you might be hanging out there with a couple of other guys that we were there with and you might come over to the bar after. But in Korea, like, the whole, like, that would be unheard of, basically. Like, everything moves as the unit. Mm-hmm. So in that kind of social thing, right? We would be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whole group moves together, the whole group acts together and the whole, like, everybody, it has to be kind of, uh, enjoyable for the whole group as opposed to the individual
1: yeah I got, a, I got an example just to, just to kind of color this a little mm-hmm. bit with the story and uh, like we have um, some people like I, I kind of teach the guy conversation he's a little older than me um, and then their kids have come here one of their kids has come here so um, hey he, my wife kind of talks calls that my calls his wife mother right calls her mother homonym And then she calls her teacher. Of course, that's what they're doing when they're arranging schedules and classes and all that stuff, right? And then uh, we've kind of become friendly and hang out socially sometimes. And when we do that, she still calls her – she doesn't call her older sister, which she might. She calls her mother and she calls her teacher. And she calls me Matthew teacher. She doesn't call me just Matthew, right? So it's like it's it's just they don't – they really keep together with the titles or something like that. It's very – Big thing, so uh, where we would just easily be like, Oh, hey, Jason, oh, call me Jason in this context or something, right? Yeah, but it just doesn't change, so I find that a little
0: awkward, not awkward, uh, 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 different, yeah, different. And maybe another similar example to that would be uh, in relation to what is your position in this situation. uh, Another thing would be when a couple has children, the wife and the husband will suddenly often switch to uh, calling his wife whatever the son's name is mom. so in this let's say you were my son and I was talking to you you were my my son mm-hmm. like I would refer to my wife as Matthew Ma so like Matthew Mother, what are you doing today? Matthew Mother can you pass me the salt? Mm-hmm. Matthew Mother can you whatever yeah. so she's no longer a person. In some way, she's the now, person, yeah. her role is Matthew's mother. And the same, she would call me Matthew's father. Matthew's okay. father, blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, it's also interesting when we get back to the, the the importance of the oldest, the elder. Like if you have two or three kids, you know, you're still Matthew's mother. If you're the first son, even if we have two other kids, you're still Matthew's mother. That's and right. I'm still Matthew's father. Forget about the other ones. Like, like I'm like, what about me? I'm, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it
1: is true. I see that with the and whether it's yeah, like
0: girl and boy, or whatever. Just the right, the one you're, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, and so it seems like in that situation, your most important role is you are Matthew's mother. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I'll just throw sort of, one more thing I'd like to say, just more of the Korean, kind of Korean mentality or character. But then, of course, there's a lot more. People thinking about themselves as individuals now, especially younger younger people, do like a lot, again. I think about uni, uni kids, and when they share about themselves, how they think about their lives, it is a, it is. I see a lot more of that now, mm-hmm. and it's encouraging. Um, but just generally, there's like a little bit of a shyness to kind of speak out and be kind of bold or kind of stand out, like the you know the the, the nail that stands out gets hammered down or something mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like they have that you feel that kind of thing where they're a little more like Westerners come over and appear loud yeah. and outgoing and kind of hey what's up And but they're kind of lo- more reserved and stuff is there something
0: with- yeah there's certainly uh, the, the desire to fit in and not stand out I, and, and you can see that when, when something becomes popular it becomes very popular and very quickly and you know if there's a popular restaurant everybody wants to go to it or if there's some song that's popular it's like on all over the place so there's certainly some kind of uh, conformity Happening like when something is the thing, it's the thing for everybody. You might talk about the haircuts if somebody, if, the, if there's yeah, a certain that's haircut that's a popular haircut, then like everybody has the haircut, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, the idea of wanting to fit in is very strong still, uh, right. Not exclusively, of course, there's no again, again, we're so we're many of, but if we're just talking in, in generalities, yeah, more so than in the West, I would say. Right. Okay. Which That's is, huge. Fit in and not stand out happens a lot.
1: I got one that I thought I might mention. I you might notice that we're sitting here in our socks, mm-hmm. right, uh, in the house, right. And and while that might be kind of common in like East, Eastern Canada and other places in Canada stuff, in other like a lot of Americans are used to wearing their shoes in the house. But this Koreans is like there is no shoes. And I think of uh, Frank Costanza on Seinfeld where he had uh, his romance had broken up in Korea and he was like saying, if you ask me, they place too much in- emphasis on shoe removal right so and, and, uh, and, that, and that's it and I have a it's just something that's a little bit of a, of a kind of a quirk or something, but it's just it's very huge, like even in restaurants, right tell me about a restaurant like where people take their shoes off. Why are they doing that? Just to, just real quickly for the yeah I mean you versus know, the tables versus the other
0: place. You mean like the sitting sitting yeah. at the sitting on the floor mm, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sitting on the floor that still goes on. The floor is I guess uh, more used than we do. Like you'll have a You can't see here But Matthew's got a nice sofa over there But I mean A lot of times You have a nice sofa But people will be sitting on the floor Like when my in-laws come to my place I've got a nice sofa They sit on the floor If the, if the father-in-law wants to take a nap Not on the sofa Not on the whatever He'll just nap on the floor So the floor is certainly More of a, <laughs> of a used right. space And like you said In the restaurants There's still a lot of restaurants Where you sit on the floor to eat so obviously you must take off your shoes before you right. go in there
1: yeah, and it's brand new ones even is yeah. what well, I want to emphasize yeah, it's yeah. not just like oh they're still around it's no. like the brand new ones yeah. come out and they're all beautiful like and modern uh, in general and, I think, and then they have a section
0: for that uh, I think Koreans uh, are more comfortable on the floor than in other places yeah and I think a lot that of that has to do with when they
1: have families and kids they think it's a lot easier more convenient to have the kids running around like not like not in a chair or something like
0: when there's young kids and they sit down i don't it, know it, oh could be, that. Could be that. that and i mean and i think it has a lot to do all, also with the heating like the, the, the heating is floor heating right yeah. so when it's winter time all of the heating is like under floor heating so that is yeah. you know the warm place like that's where you want to be when 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 it's cold out Because closer you can be to, to the floor the warmer you are
1: i want to share a quick story just about the socks just to, again just for fun you know that's what we're trying to do have some fun and yeah. uh the, I remember when I had my, my place, one of the first ones, one of my first contracts. And then I had the – the it's owned by the school and you get – they place you in a, like a little tiny apartment and all that. But they – I guess I needed a new washer or something. So they had one sent over because it was broken. And these guys were coming to deliver the washer. Two guys coming off the street from their truck carrying this giant washer and like struggling. They were shuffling. The, and they walked into my house and they started like trying to – the shoes off and I was like, God, what are you doing? Go, go, what are you doing? And they were like, Ugh. and they took them off and they camered right in. You can't touch ground, touch floor with your shoes on. And people, you know, we had a, an American girl come here with our friends to, to visit with them from... Uh, there were my friend's Canadian, you know, and they live in Thailand and they came over and they brought an American girl with them. We all went on traveling and all that. And she came into our house here and it was just kind of came in with her shoes on right away. And it was just kind of, oh, I felt really awkward myself, which, you know, I wouldn't care if it was at Canada, but I just felt so... It's just so ingrained now, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Now, I'll say per- personally, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, it's because I grew up in, in a place that gets a lot of snow there was no shoes Going on in my house mm-hmm. Yeah I know And it, it is so, true A lot of uh, For me I also I, I'm on the Korean side here Not as strongly Now Now If it's You know If it's uh, Not a rainy day Or summer And I forgot my Something My phone's over mm-hmm. here I'll You know I'll feel okay About walking in With my shoes on To grab my thing That's about the But even that's like I a, feel awkward a lot Doing my that here. Tiptoes or something like that But 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 I think that goes For me Like before Korea too like the idea of, of being in the house uh, on your bed or with the shoes on, it doesn't make know. it doesn't make sense to me. But Americans, yeah, Americans, i uh, are used with, with that. Yeah, right, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, and it's not even comfortable. Like I don't, like I want to get my shoes off as, as soon as I can. Okay, well there you go.
1: But it's it, there's a heightened version of it here, right? Yeah, very much, you know. So yeah, oh yeah, like uh,
0: you're, yeah, you're, you're, you can't be stepping on. The floor. Okay, so we
1: got a couple more to go through here, and uh, I got. I got one here. I got to give a special shout out special shout to Kendra Gillis Walker from Halifax, so Nova Scotia represent, right? Um, and by the way, speaking of Nova Scotia representation, do you yeah. think how many East Coast people do you think are living in Korea? Before we ask Kendra's <laughs> question, so
0: uh, wow, that's a tough one. Like, uh, I mean, not how many, okay, but just, so
1: just give an idea. Like, there's so what, many. Right? What I was, yeah, what I,
0: what I would say is, amongst our like kind of foreign community, when when you meet, especially Canadians like, oh, where are you, you're Canadian? Oh, okay. Where are you from? There's a lot of East Coast, for sure. Like, I would say, uh, uh, you know, more than there should be. More than there should be. <laughs> well, <laughs> well more yeah, than... population. Well, yeah, well, if you were to we're, base it on way population. More yes, like, way more represented. Yes, way more represented than other places, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Like, so I don't, know, I don't if, know if, like, East Coasters, they like to travel, or there's... Maybe it's the job uh, availability is one theory of that, or, you know, just the, the type of the whatever personality of an East Coaster, there are a lot of people from the East Coast. Yeah, everybody will have their more own than, More if you were to break it down by the population, you, you it's not equal.
1: Yeah, even in Dago, which would be where you started out, that's in the southern city. It's like smaller compared to Seoul. It's quite a big city still. But even that place, especially in 2002, where you said there wasn't a lot of foreign stuff. So mm-hmm. Seoul is the Mecca. That's kind of a place that's still a little bit non, you know, not as yeah. hospitable to foreigners. There, was, there were loads of Nova Scotians down there, right? right? Yeah. And the same thing as these days. I mean, even our ball team has a lot of, like, had, like, so many New Brunswick yes. and New Nova Scotia guys, right. like, you yeah. know,
0: recently, For in sure. the past couple of years. Yeah. It's just amazing. Like, way more than West Coast. Like, I don't even... I'm trying to think, like, do you know anybody from Vancouver? Vancouver? Yeah, yeah a couple, right? Yeah, yeah, you get a few. You get a few. But more, way more.
1: Yeah. Unreal, but yeah. I just thought I had to... I have to say that just to get yep. the Nova Scotians. I was like, man, just wait a minute, though. There's so many, because... I don't know. and the, And there are a lot of just... Expats in Korea in general, from all over the world, and it's really exciting uh, place place to live for everybody. So, uh, she's asking. Kendra Gillis Walker is asking, "What is the cost of living in Korea? Is it difficult for foreigners living in Korea in terms of language barriers or other cultural barriers?" So we got a lot into culture, and but how does it actually affect our life? I guess. And then let's give the cost of living. We'll take it one by one. Cost of living, maybe. Okay. Yeah, we'll try that. Snap this stuff pretty quick.
0: I want to say. I want to say that the cost of living is not too far off from Canada. Uh, with some, some things that stand out on the other way. I think it can be cheaper to eat out here if you choose the right places. Like, if, you, if you're like, I don't want to eat at home, you can eat out uh, at some restaurants for where you get served, and where, because there's no tipping, is one thing, right? And no tipping. That's a no huge tipping. cultural thing, Barry. Just, yeah. just to put that out clearly. Yeah. No, no tipping. tipping. You get me? So, uh, so I think if you want to eat out, like I feel like back home, if you're eating out at a place where there's somebody who's serving you the food, then you're, you're, it's kind of expensive. But here, I think there's more choices where you can go and get somebody else to cook for you, and it's not prohibitively expensive. It so that. But, but if you want to have more of a Western-style meal, then you might be paying as much as or more than you would back home. So that's like kind of one thing. So I would say you have some advantages for cost of food, cheaper in some places or cheaper in some formats than others.
1: And I can always add on the contrary, on the flip side that at home, say in Canada, it's a lot cheaper to buy groceries than it is in Korea. So yeah. it's almost like you kind of want to eat out more here,
0: yes, versus yes. There, right? yeah, right. So yeah. Um, Uh, I would say one thing that's more expensive here I think is the price of gas Mm -hmm. like the, the, the per liter price here I think is always quite a bit more expensive here than it is back home so to have a car is a little bit although (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the service cost, like going to a garage or getting your car fixed, is a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. But the cost of gas is more expensive.
1: Yes, yeah, service stuff, anything with to do, with service, anything to do is with service, cheap
0: is way cheaper here than than it is back home. Yeah, that's huge. Um, but I think so. I think the things that are more expensive, the things that are cheaper, in general, I think it kind of balances out. Where you know, like if I were to say, cost of living in uh, in whatever Philippines. I think we could definitively say way cheaper, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know between uh, between Canada and Korea. I don't think there's that big of a difference. No. Would you? No, I, you I, I agree completely.
1: Job? I would say it's basically the same cost of living. It's just a matter of what where things go. Right? Yes, so, what? like housing is a good example. Maybe you'll speak to that for yeah. a minute. Housing is real estate is wildly expensive here. And for the same price that I pay for this. One, you know, one flat mm-hmm. of an apartment here, right, with a few rooms or whatever, you could get yeah. a giant house with a big yard, yeah. right? Yes. And kind of... Outside, outside of Toronto or Vancouver. Well, outside of Toronto or Vancouver, yeah. You know, but, it, but most places in the States or Canada, you're okay. looking at you're looking at a house and a yeah. yard and I tell people, I'm like, look, if you want that, but you're missing out on a lot of other things. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're going to get into that in a minute about some of the conveniences of living in a, uh, you know, highly dense, densely populated place. Now, there's a second part to the question. The second part was about the language barriers, and I thought I would take this uh, as an example, maybe a little segue to tell us about your own language acquisition because, you know, amazingly, you know, I've lived here, as I say, about 17 years, approaching 18, and my Korean is a suspect, let's say, right? Now, Jason here, as we said, he deals with his wife, in his life, basically, in Korean, right? And that's just unreal for a lot of foreigners to imagine. Um, so it's quite an achievement, but it obviously you was obviously established that early on when you were in, and and I think this is a good way to look at. I mean, this show too is about how do we take on long range goals and how do we at- approach things. What was your approach when you thought of that? What was your motivation too? Give me give me the kind of lowdown of how you were motivated and how you attacked learning Korean.
0: Yeah, learning a language like this. Yeah. So, like I I kind of uh, said before. You know, I came here thinking the first year that it would be easy to learn, not easy to learn, but that I would just learn by being here. You think, oh, well, you're amongst the people, you can listen, you hear. There's none of that, right? So After 18
1: years, you must have picked it up, no, right? You must not, be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah one uh... year.
0: I thought one year, you know, I'd be able to have some conversations and stuff. It's nowhere, because it's so, first of all, it's so different from English. So there's no picking up as you go along. And like you said, even, you know, people are here for 10, 20 years who can't speak Korean. So it's... it's it, definitely requires like a a, a real effort. It's not happening without that. So uh, yeah, so my motivation, I think after the second year was I thought the second year I came, I was like, I think I'm gonna be here for a few years. So I might as well put some effort into this because it is frustrating. And personally, I don't like asking people for favors about anything in general, that's just my style. I don't like to ask people, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? So if you can't speak the language, everything you have to ask somebody to do something for you. So that was kind of part of, I think, part of the motivation. is like, I don't want to ask people to do something for me. I want to be able to do something on my own. And if I'm going to be here for a few years, I better get on this. And so that was my initial reasoning. And the, I guess the method was more just consistency. So for a long time, it's just like daily practice, daily uh, doing something I used to try to say, okay, I'll only do like 15 minutes or 20 minutes, and then maybe sometimes it extended into an hour of study or whatever. But the, the, the trick was to do it consistently. And I, every time somebody asks me either how do I learn Korean or how do I learn English, my that's my go-to thing is you just have to do it daily. Like a little bit every day for a long time, then you'll get it. But it's it, it seems very simple. It doesn't matter what book you're using. doesn't matter what system you're using. You just have to do it for a long time. And, and and with some consistency. And that's what I did for quite a long time, like several years, I guess, before it was really something started to happen. And there is some frustration with that, too, because you spend a lot of time doing it and you realize, you know, I have nothing yet. I'm like, I've been doing this for however many months or a year or something. I can't even have like a, the most basic conversation yet. And there's that point where you kind of get frustrated and you might just say, screw it, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people do. But somehow I was kind of managed to push myself past that to a point where I remember once, like I had a conversation, like, a, a you know, something back and forth. Like I asked mm-hmm. something, they answered and I went back. It was like, whoa, okay, something's happening here. And then a big one for me was after that happened, you know, started to be able to have some really small conversations. I remember going snowboarding once and going up uh, the gondola with a guy, some Korean guy, and we started talking. And we were able to have some, not good, but some kind of conversation the whole ride up. And I was like, oh, my God, I just had kept something going, some kind of a conversation as basic as it was for the whole ride up the up. Starting to get something here, and then it kind of just goes and, from and that. That motivated you more, though. Like that motivated it, me more for sure. More. Okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. And um and uh, also the other thing that motivated me more. So that's the the I felt like every time I learned a new word, like at the, in the early stages, like one word almost felt like I've upgraded my life. Mm-hmm. You know, just by knowing this one word, I've like made my life here like this much percentage better like things have gotten easier so it it really felt like just every little upgrade was something new that I could do something added to my arsenal or whatever it just it had these real jumps in in, and and that's what I tell people if you learn just some Korean like every little word that you learn it really like that word upgrades your if you could just have one more word it's just better i've said a lot over the years that, uh, that the quality
1: of my life increases to the degree that i learn more korean right. it just it yes. just it just opens up and just becomes
0: more yes. enjoyable yeah yeah and as far as like i think the question kind of talked about that like quality of life or or the like what is it like the language barrier yeah cultural it barrier it sucks it sucks to not be able to, to 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 live here and not be able to communicate i think is yeah it's very uncomfortable right. because like i said you're dependent on people to do stuff for you mhm you have to ask somebody to do... So. I mean, because there's no... People... Uh, there's not that much English here in general... In the general everyday life. You have to be able to do the Korean part. So, without it... I mean, you're stuck a lot of times asking somebody to do yeah. something for you. No. You, lack of independence. And you don't feel like a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? hmm I get it. I, I want to add a bit on,
1: on the... As far as... As far as like how you do get by people who don't mm-hmm. speak Korean and all that. There is quite a bit more English now especially like these days and Mm -hmm. certainly not 20 years ago and then but a lot more these days especially in the bigger cities you get mostly somewhere wherever you are there's somebody that can kind of maybe they can get by in English the kind of way you were originally getting by in Korean and you can do it enough that way but you're still very restricted. Yeah. And the second thing I'll say to that which I say to foreigners all the time is at least learning learning the alphabet the hunger the alphabet which you got me drilled on the first week and in one of the days and I learned in two hours after two hours I was looking out the window reading signs yeah. and I've heard people say oh you can learn Korean in an hour and a half or whatever fine an hour and a half two hours you can learn the whole alphabet and start reading and I say to people that the half of the world maybe half I don't know opens up to you because a lot of signs places, buildings, everything it's just written in Korean it's English words in Korean as you know it, yeah. a lot of it and you just kind of things pop up so you don't you don't have to know all the vocabulary so even that and just generally getting by like what's that thing that you're reading a products and stuff you can just get a sense of what it is because a lot of them are named in English yes or just Just Korean characters yeah right so yeah and you're reading menus and stuff right right? you go oh I've heard of bulgogi I've heard of you know whatever so oh that's what that is so you just it's just uh, opens up your world for for a very small price but then to get further like where you are it costs a lot more to get that next level
0: and another thing, another big thing that I always say is the, to the culture. If you want to understand a culture, you have to understand the language. And if you want to understand the language, you have to understand the culture. So they're so connected. Like, because there's expressions in Korean, which we don't use in English. And that's because it's connected to the culture of, like, I don't know, like there's nunchi or Punigi or these kind, of, uh, these kind of concepts which are very, you know, uh, Korean culture concepts which if you don't understand that word, you don't know what is going on around you. And then if you don't understand the culture, you don't understand the word. So you have to be out there with people and in certain situations to really be able to get like the idea like bunigi is like the atmosphere, right? But the atmosphere here, like uh, when we go back to the group thing, right? So if we are all out drinking together and somebody's like bunigi is not good, the atmosphere is not good. Well that means like the whole group atmosphere is not good and that's disrupting, you know, that's a very big problem because we're all supposed to be in this group and we're all supposed to be having fun together, right? So if that, if the 분위기 is off, you know, there's then, then that's a very big, but, but if you don't understand that word and mm-hmm. somebody says, ah, It's like, the 분위기 is not good. Like, why is that important? First, yeah. because the group atmosphere is important. And then what does that word mean? Oh, oh, I understand how important the group atmosphere is. So then you can understand the word. Right. You know what I mean? So, it's all kinds so it things. goes hand in hand, like the culture and the language, you have to know both to understand both. So the more you understand the culture, yeah. the easier the language is. And yeah. the more you understand the language, you understand what's happening in the culture.
1: And I think and I talk about all the time that we speak a lot of what I call konglishi, Korean English, but yeah. that's not what money people mean by it. I mean that we say English sentences and throw Korean words in there mm-hmm. because there's no concept that exists in English yes. for us and it's more convenient for us right. to use that yes. concept. The,
0: the, the Korean the word, word. Identifies what you're trying yeah, to say exactly. a lot
1: more clearly, and uh, and then I also you know earn a lot of a lot of free free credibility from my students when I kind of use some words sometimes and throw out little mm-hmm. jokes and things that I know in Korea, and you just kind of up it. So yeah. uh, anything, but I will say to the to the question again about uh, the cultural barriers. Again, like my, what I understand about culture increases my quality of life and my ability to connect with Koreans and live a better life here and it's a better every year so after one year people might experience something and learn a lot in a year and then another year and then 18 or so years but but at the same time if you come to Korea now you, you I don't think there's much to be nervous about in the way of there's going to be a lot of cultural barriers and I won't really be able to succeed or something I think you can really uh, people come here and do very well I think this like it's very westernized place yeah. you know what I mean like more than people would think like yeah. it, it's, it's a lot it's, and it's wildly modern. We're going to talk about about that fi- as a final thing here, um, and you know. So I don't think you're you're, you're, you're in any trouble as far as no. cultural barriers, like being held back, really, or anything. No, what do you think? Yeah,
0: I just think uh, I just think you can upgrade so much, upgrade yes. your life. Like oh. if you're going to be here for a while, yes, you can upgrade your life in a lot.
1: No question. Uh, let me ask you this one. Speaking just one more thing about. Foreigners coming here And you know This show is Mr. Brightside And I talk about Optimism versus pessimism How would you say How important is it To bring an optimistic attitude And how would you compare This pessimistic attitude We've seen In terms of living here And your experience Of living here And the kind of people We've seen over the years And stuff Is there anything You can speak to that
0: uh, I can speak to a guy I know pretty well, which is this guy. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe like the you know when you when you mention that, I, I the first thing I think of is my first year here, and my first year was uh, like a standard contract. It's a one year contract, right. right? And after the first six months, I was like, I'm out of here. I want to go home. This is place enough for me. So generally, and that's a very kind of uh, uh, what's a homesickness kind of thing. The the, the very typical pattern that you see is the first couple of months, everything is new and you're bright-eyed and everything seems so, wow, oh, this is amazing. But then after you get used to that, you know, it can settle in where things are not, you know, so exciting anymore and it kind of turns into your everyday life. And then at that point, you start focusing on kind of the, 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 the bad parts, the negative things, the things you don't like, the things you miss, the things that annoy you. And that happened to me too. The first year, like after six months, I was like, nah, this is like, I'm out of here. And I talked to uh, a friend of mine back home and he was like, no, you signed a contract for a year, like suck it up and finish your contract. And I was like on, suck the, it plane, up well. on the plane home basically, right? And I was almost, I thought he was going to give me the, the green light to do that. And instead I got the suck it up speech And, uh, and so I was like, oh, so kind of shocked. I was like, oh yeah, what am I, like, I realized that I was looking at all the negative stuff and I was kind of focusing on that. And so for the second six months, I kind of made the decision there. Okay, I'm going to start again, doing different things, kind of exploring more, going to different places, try whatever, try to meet people, try to get involved in other things. And, look at the bright side. Mm-hmm. Like I made a conscious decision after that phone call that that's what I got to do uh, because I realized, oh, I am being like a negative Nancy here. And so that's what I did the second six months. And then all of a sudden I started having fun again. And the idea that, you know, one, seriously, like six months, I thought that was it. There's that, That's all it was going to be. And now it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I would say that you have. To, it's very easy here to find stuff that's annoying. I do it every day. You know, the stuff that annoys me, the stuff that I don't like, the stuff that, you know, that I miss. Well, I don't miss too many things that anymore but because everything's here now almost. But, but there are things that I don't like and it's very easy to focus on that. And a lot of people do. So when you're talking about like the kind of people that come over, yeah, a lot of people do look at that stuff. And if you want to do that, I can list, A whole list of things that I don't like that happen a lot of times here but I think if I was back home I could probably do the same thing too but the problem is when you're just focusing on that it's too easy to find those things so you have to kind of keep control of your own mind and see what what am I looking at am I looking at yeah am I looking at whatever I don't like the driving style this guy cut me off I can focus on that and you know and you get caught doing that sometimes but also oh you know uh, all the, the the good stuff is there too so it's just a matter of what you're focusing on for sure but a lot of people i don't know if it's because you get homesick and you're kind of looking for an excuse and you're looking for a way out you know that happens sometimes you're not happy in your own life and then you can very easily find things that you're not happy about in Korea they blame it on Korea. There's, there's some of that going on yes. too. And I find that we, we've seen enough of these people and we've done
1: well to kind of drop them after yeah. an early enough time. But uh, but I think that those kind of people just, they, they just do that, exist like that anywhere. So they, they just think, yes. oh if I were home it'd be better than this, but then why'd you come in the first mm. place? So they're just not going to do well wherever they go. Right. And I've kind of recognized that. Uh, I've seen a lot of that here and I think Korea, like anywhere is really what you make of it. I mean yeah. that's, my whole, that's my whole belief of the whole idea of the show is Anywhere you are in your yes. life, you can make it something great because, you know, life is good, I'm telling you, right? And certainly life is great in Korea. And I want to kind of wrap like, the last one. It's not really wrap because there's a little bit in this, but it's the final one. And another listener asked, because I've said a few times, and this person's heard me say that, say, mm-hmm. is it true that Koreans wait for nothing? Because that's what I say. And I guess I would like to just give a couple really exciting things about the pace that Korea moves at um, and and the kind of like, some examples of the... Of the just the the service and speed that, that the world that it develops here, yeah. um, like cities popping up everywhere, this kind of thing. What is like uh, Bali Bali culture, right? What does that mean? <laughs> Tell stole, us what that is. So my move. Well, um, yeah, yes. but, yeah. What is it? And then can you describe it? And then we'll give a couple examples, and then we'll we'll
0: wrap up here. Yeah. So, like you said, Bali Bali. I mean, if you translate that, it means hurry, right? And and I think in general, Korean people identify themselves as that right like many korean people will say we're bali bali like that's our culture and i don't know when that started it could be could be like after rebuilding after you know japan's occupation was like hurry up we gotta build stuff up here like after the war you know we gotta build after the korean war maybe it's like we gotta build stuff hurry up let's go let's go let's go and it might have started from there but i'm not sure exactly when it started but everything here is about let's get it done let's get it done now there's no time to waste we're in a hurry and sometimes that's good sometimes not but uh, yeah it's uh, it's a big when we were talking about earlier like what is the culture that could be one example of what we can say is like everything is about getting stuff done right away efficiently quickly and that can include driving it can include you know building stuff uh, making stuff but uh, there is very little patience for wasting time and when it comes to getting something done. Like when there's something that can be done, let's get it done now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas back home, it's slow. Like We are in no rush. You really realize that after spending some time here, right? Like uh, I talked to my sister. She needs to get glasses uh, for her son And, you know, she makes an appointment with the optometrist, which is like uh, a couple of, you know, months away or something like that. You know, you make an appointment to get – and then you get – and then you have to order the glasses, you know. I mean, I guess there's quicker services too, but generally the process is you wait for some time to get the glasses whatever, right? But here, like she came to visit here. We went – where I was living at that time, we went across the street, you know, five minutes from my house – And five minutes almost from any house in 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 any place, and eyes got tested, and the glasses were ready in an hour, right there, right? Like didn't go to some other place like that, and that's just normal, right? Yes, you know, if I need glasses, of course my glasses, I'll just go, and it's like an hour, hour and a half project to go get glasses. Right, right? that's one example. I know
1: if you told Koreans your sister's story, yeah, it blow their mind, yeah, blow their minds
0: right mm-hmm. yeah so there's yeah so any of that kind of blows my mind a bit I didn't even realize <laughs> Yeah. I guess I've been here for too long I know yeah it's crazy right yeah um, of course we always talk about the delivery uh-huh. and it's getting faster and faster I mean what you ordered
1: yeah, so I had like... Well, I'll give you a coupon. So, Coupang is one of the big ones. There's a lot of what...
0: Tech it's, like Amazon, it's like an Amazon... It's like an
1: Amazon delivery service, yeah. right? So, you go to their website and you buy things from them, but it's, they're not really the sellers, right? So, it's various sellers and they're just the kind of medium, media, media. Not model, always. The that, that is, they do sell stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. they sell lots of stuff. Yeah. Well, just like Amazon, I guess, sells yes, stuff, right? yeah. yeah, Amazon sells
0: their own stuff and then there's also other sellers, yeah.
1: In any case, they deliver and, and there's lots of different tech bay companies. Tech bay is yeah. the delivery service kind of thing. And, uh, and then there's a bunch of them. A coupon is a big one. I'll just use them as an example. And then they've upgraded to coupon Rocket. Mm. And that's this one where you can kind of order. Uh, we have this one where now if you order before maybe 10 a.m. in the morning, you get it that afternoon. It'll be before 6 that day, guaranteed. Right? So we got uh, – what was it? Eva's uh, – our cat. We got a couple little uh, – like a scratch thing for her and a new little house thing that she can live in. She ordered yesterday morning. At like nine thirty or something. What did? You, can you say? You, go ahead. What did we? Nine fourteen and it arrived when? Uh, so oh, her fresh in her fresh food and all that. And it arrived at like two p.m. or something, right? Yeah, they say they guarantee delivery by six p.m. They guarantee delivery by six p.m. If, if you order before ten a.m. If you order before ten a.m. And then the other night we were here and same that, day. Now this yeah. is not six p.m. the next day. Oh, no. this is. Yeah. And, and we were here the other night, uh, and it was like just about nine. And and my wife wanted a glass of milk. A glass of milk, and I thought, oh yeah, I think it might be the end of the milk. And she goes, oh, do you need milk for your coffee in the morning? I pretty much I usually put it in my coffee. And then I thought, I thought I ah, whatever I'll just drink black black coffee. She goes, no, I'll just order some. <laughs> right, i will be here. And I was like, what? what and it's, again, if you if you order before ten p.m., right, it's guaranteed to come by the next morning. And typically it comes. Yeah, by 6 a.m. is guaranteed, and it was. I was out at 5.30 in the morning. It was there, and actually, it had come at like one before 1.30 or something. They actually they send you a picture, so the guy goes there, and he takes a picture of your door with the package, and she said, sometimes they do it with a flourish. They put the hand out, right? <laughs> but they're joking, but it says the time shows that they're at your house. Drop the package off, so later when you wake up, you can say, oh, yeah, they were here at 1.30. So she ordered it at like quarter after nine. It came at 1.30, just to milk. I, this kind of stuff but like, and I'm telling these two stories it's not like this is crazy these two things this is just ha- I can tell you a hundred stories over and over oh I need whatever and yeah it'll be here tomorrow yeah
0: and then I guess the the, the popular one you see on TV something like the DMV right back, back when I was oh yeah. to go get your license or whatever like it's always a big joke if you go to the DMV you gotta wait forever and it's like the slowest thing and in what's that movie Zootopia they do you know the the, the sloth is working at the DMV oh is that course. right okay that makes sense that I makes haven't seen thing. that so here I, I had one thing too where I had my license and I let it expire right and I was just like oh, and I avoided going I knew I had to go and it was this big thing this is a whole different, you know, topic of, you know, get things done. But anyway, I was like, I got to go and I, I just had built up in my mind that it was going to be this nightmare where I'm going to have to go and do, I don't know, some driving tests or whatever because I let it expire. Anyway, I thought it was going to be this complete hassle, right? But long story short, I finally decided, okay, I just got to suck it up and go. And then I just went in there and I th- had to pay like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something like that. And within... Ten minutes. I had my new license. Nothing. That's it. And 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 the waiting time. Maybe I waited ten minutes to, to for my turn. Yes. And then I went and I'm like, ah, oh, here's my license it's expired. Whatever. She's like, okay. I had to sign some form, and then the license was there. Like done. Yeah. Like with my, with my picture. The whole thing. You know, I had to bring a picture, and it was done.
1: And I have yes. my license.
0: Not wait for it in the mail to come. Not like a temporary one until whatever. Just like it's all just done
1: mm-hmm. and painless. Painless. I know you, you
0: avoid, but then you go. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So there's the the story. One thing, of course, is like you know you just avoid things, and they're never as bad as you thought they were if you just get it done. That's but as far yes. as it's a lesson to be taken. Yeah, that was my lesson of that day. But as far as speed and you know, that, that's the kind of thing. You just like why waste time. You know, people, Koreans are not having it. They're not having no, it. No, they don't play great. that. Yeah. So even, like, a passport. How long does a passport take? Maybe a day? A couple of days? Like, to get, to get a passport? Yeah. Four days. Yeah, so right? Mm-hmm. And then I think you can get it probably You get online now, too, yeah. Right. And, and it's not nearly as expensive as it would be back home Yes. right? Uh, so, yes. so yeah,
1: there, there's all kinds and I, I also wanted to just as a, on the point of this too just the idea of these cities just to give one more image I mean we could go on and on and give examples and images but one more is like uh, where this city where I live Segio is like a newer city it's about ten years old and dongtan the kind of broader city it's kind of maybe a satellite of dongtan was like 15 years old not even yet like it just when we were living here mm-hmm. in Seoul it just didn't exist and now it's this suburb of so but it's this giant place and they've got Dongtan 2 being built now which is three times as big as the original Dongtan and it's just like operational within two years there's a, a whole giant city like bigger you, you yeah. know as big as any cities that we generally live in like at home like any regular city in Canada yeah. it's crazy yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just they're just going like there's moving and building and flying and that's like when my dad visited four different times he just would constantly go the apartment buildings the buildings and what are they? Construction everywhere. And it's just really exciting, I find, to be here when people are trying to
0: progress quick. But you go ahead. I'll give you another example opening the bar. You know, I'm not sure I've never opened a bar back home, mm-hmm. but I have this idea of, you know, when you're talking about selling alcohol and like the red tape and the time that would be involved in all of that. From the time, I want to say it was about. One month that it took for <laughs> for from the time we signed the lease to doing the the interior and to get everything like set up for actually open opening, like a month, a month, a month. Okay, because the only thing to 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 get the license, the only real thing that it was was the uh, fire code. So once we were done, I think it was like maybe 70 or 80% of the construction, the fire department comes in and they say, okay, do you have your sprinklers or do you have, depending on the size of the place, you know, you have all your exit, whatever, uh, all, whatever. The fire department comes in and says, are you up to code? Yeah. Yes. They give you a piece of paper. That was all we needed to get our liquor license, to open an establishment that sell, sells booze. All right. Is it. Like... And then I went to the the, the city hall place. Give him my ID. Give him that paper, the real estate contract. Maybe one or two. I don't know if there's any other uh, any other documents. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're in business. Done. Like yeah. done. Nothing. Right. I know. <laughs> this is how it goes, man. There's no, there's no waiting months. There's no whatever. It's like it was
1: nice. just like you just yeah. done. Things move quick. People are not waiting. Yes, it's true. Koreans don't wait for anything. It is true. <laughs> Officially, and we could go on and give so many more examples I mean 20 years of examples of just constantly how you, things are happening quickly for you now this is not to say that oh Korea is the best place because it's, you know everything's great right which overall it is for us and that's why we live here right you can make a big case living at home and be like why things that are so great there and then you know so it's not about that kind of that kind of thing like oh everything's so fast here and everything sucks at home and whatever it's nothing like that um, you know but uh and, and like I said, we could go on and on, but um, we're going to have to wrap it up because we're getting, we're going way, way over our time here. But whatever, it's it's been fun and it's been uh, a lot of stuff. And I want to ask people if you have other questions about Korea because we haven't not covered anything. If you have questions about Korea, Koreans or Korean life or anything you've heard here today at all, I think maybe the best place to go is the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca – um, we can, you know, that's a great space to have conversations. Maybe somebody else will kind of you can talk amongst yourselves and people who are who are aware or what you want to know. And I'll certainly be happy to get involved and answer more questions about Korea. That something that was peaked here, and I wonder if Jason wouldn't even mind getting in, entering the black hole of Facebook just to specifically go to that page <laughs> and maybe get involved in some of those and answer some of what you're what you're interested in. Um, and of course, if you found anything valuable in this. Uh, And you might think it might be interesting or valuable to somebody else, please share it with that person or just uh, share it at large, of course. Uh, Jason, do you have anything else you want to say before we uh, we go here? Or just just give my final uh, remarks? Yeah, just
0: to to hop on on top of that. I mean, if people find this interesting or if they wanted us to dig into anything deeper than we did, because, you know, in this, we've glossed over many topics, but if anybody wants us to, you know, if they're curious about more things or if they want us to dig deeper into anything, I mean, we can. I'd be happy to come over and hang out some more and this is a fun, fun format to be talking about stuff so like you said on the Facebook page just have you know give us some more questions and maybe if it seems like there's enough interest in some particular yes. topic we can go and dig deeper and, and answer some more questions anytime it'd be fun alright sure. well
1: I'm going to thank you very much for taking the time today Jason does not live around me anymore so this is really going out of his way and it's made it Uh, way more fun for me and obviously way more fun for listeners than just if I were like so the next thing about Korea is this and then I tell my thing this is way better and and great so um, and as to the listeners and particularly young people I want to kind of tell you something that I generally tell a lot of my students right is that you've got one shot at this life and it doesn't necessarily have to be where you grew up right Uh, like you should find the place in the world that gives you the best opportunity to pursue your values right the things that you want to achieve and, um, and to build the life that you want to build, the best life that you possibly can. So uh, for Jason and myself then, I'll say thanks for listening today and I'll see you guys next time. See you later. Mr. Brightside. Your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side.